Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Guidance is internal. Ignition sequence starts. 5, 4, 3, 2, 1, 0. All engine running. Liftoff. We have a liftoff. Permission to board, please. Permission to come aboard. Permission to board. Permission to board. Do I have some permission to board that sweet mothership? This is the Permission Granted Podcast. Here's DA. All right, welcome inside the PGP, the show within the show, the show about the show, the Permission Granted Podcast, where we pull back the curtain on the DA show. And you can get this on the DA show podcast feed every single week. Also, you can get it on its own podcast feed. Just search Permission Granted. Either way, when you get there, subscribe so you get them automatically uploaded. And rate and review us if you have the time because then that helps other people find the podcast as well. What a wacky first two shows of the week. We're just wrapping up Tuesday's show. And Monday, we had a contrite Merez, I suppose, after the Yankees were eliminated on Friday. After the Giants fell to 0-5, his voice was scratchy. He had seemed appreciative simply that the Giants were competitive against the Cowboys. He claimed he would be a, a kinder, gentler, more supportive, better leader. And that was a weird 180. That was a hairpin turn for us. And then on Tuesday's show, we had Justin Stroker join us, who had beaten Mraz in the 05 senior superlatives in his high school for most likely to host a talk show. And then got into some gory territory when it was unveiled, uncovered, that Mama Mraz had called up Mraz yesterday to ask if everything was going okay because Mraz had gotten so blind drunk he began stealing things from his (laughs) parents' home, including a pie, multiple cookies, and a bottle of liquor. And apparently Mraz was so blotto on Sunday night that he called even getting out the topic list a, quote, miracle. So a lot has come out of this. Plus, he got all bent out of shape because we we replayed the Daniel Jones tirade he went on, saying that Daniel Jones was going to be the best pick of the NFL draft after two preseason games. And it's just been a lot all over the place. And then he finished things off on Tuesday by saying, I have a fat ass, which was like a whoa. Okay. <laughs> Really getting personal here. So I don't know what to do with your up and down temperament this week. Well, the 
<clears throat> there's nothing to do, DA. Look, I, I came out, I think, for through two shows here on Monday and Tuesday, I have uh, excelled to the best of my ability, and I think I just came up with a little different, sharper mindset, you know, kind of just turning the flip of the page. I don't think there's any alarm bells going off. I think I've really come to play here on uh, on Monday and Tuesday. Well, take me back for a second here, because I okay. I believe that maybe what we're seeing, this emotional roller coaster we're on, where you're contrite and you're friendly, then you're lashing out, then you're angry, is maybe a bit of the after effect of a long day of drinking or maybe a long weekend. Did you do anything Friday night or were you just in? Well, Friday night I did not drink because I had not felt well. And full disclosure, just to be safe before I knew I was going to get in this weekend, I took a rapid COVID test. I was negative. I have no problem saying that. So I just said, you know what, I'm going to relax. So I watched the Yankees get eliminated with just strictly my dad, my brother-in-law, and that was it. It was I was fine. It was nothing but bottled water and misery that the Yankees lost. So okay, Friday so night was not a rocky night at all for me. Saturday, was that the pumpkin patch day? So that was the pumpkin patch day that ended up not being the pumpkin patch day after driving an hour out there. That caused me a little negativity and a little angst. I was a little annoyed because... You know, I was finger-pointing on who didn't look up whether the dog was still allowed, and then we ended up going to a cider house. We made everything fine, but for the most part, Saturday, we, yeah, Saturday was kind of a lost day that we kind of made the most of, but again, not really alcohol. I was driving everywhere on Saturday. Okay, so then Sunday you wake up, and it's about what time do you wake up? So let's say Sunday I wake up, my alarm goes off at 7, because I actually have an 8.30 a.m. flag football game on Long Island. Okay, so you get up. You head out, you play a little eight thirty flag football. Yep. You're you're done by about ten, ten thirty, you're home. Yes. Uh well food shopping. Had to go food shopping if we're gonna diagram the whole day. But yes, food shopping till about eleven thirty. Okay. Then you come home at eleven thirty. I'm guessing that you take a shower and, and jump into your Giants jersey. Exactly. Exactly. You head over to Bob's bar, and at this point, are you driving to Bob's bar or is your Danielle? Okay, so here is here is where I think the beginning of the day turned. Okay. I planned all weekend because I had not felt well earlier in the week. I was going to drive to Bob's Bar, maybe have a drink or two during the 1 o'clock games, absolutely nothing during the Giant game, drive home, get ready for work, because that's basically what I've been doing ever since. I've not been drinking on Sundays. I've kind of just been, you know, really engulfed in the games. But Danielle had a coworker stop by who she had not seen since pandemic who wanted to see Taylor. So because of that, she was going to hang and not go to my parents, and then my sister was in the neighborhood of my house going to a Target, and she said, hey, do you want to have a couple drinks today? If Danielle's going to come by later, can I drive you? So that is where the day turned. I had a ride, and I knew I was going to have a ride home, so I knew I could have a couple more cocktails than usual and just kind of kick back. Noon comes around. You're probably at the bar at this point in time at Bob's yes. Bar, making sure that you had a good seat for the game. Yes, yes. And that's where the arguing ensues, what game's going on, what TV, right, the whole setup in that noon hour. We only saw one piece of evidence, and that was shotgunning a White Claw. But nobody ever shotguns a White Claw as their first drink. Nobody ever shotguns anything as their first drink. That's when you're already feeling pretty good about things. So what happens at noon, between noon and one during the pregame shows? Have you cracked a few beers at this point? Yes, so... DA, your Southern Tier Pumpkin Growlers had come in, uh-huh. and 
There was plenty of the cinnamon rims that you put on the glasses for some of these pumpkin beers you see this time of year. Uh-huh. And, you know, we had our normal crowd, plus Foxy, who calls into the DA show, had made his first NFL Sunday appearance, and he's very big at being the bartender at Bob's Bar as well. So as you can see, things start formulating here. There starts to be a little pattern, a ride, a bartender. Uh, the Pump Kings <laughs> have come in. I said, okay, well, I have a ride now. I know these are high alcohol content. I could have a couple of these. I don't know. At some point, you lose count, right? They're going down smooth. You're watching the games. You know, maybe some people are making some live bets on games. There's some parlays going on. There's no stress because my team's not playing at 1 o'clock. It really, I got to be honest, it was a great day. You know, like where you just kind of get in the mood. The weather's nice. And all of a sudden, you you know, three hours have passed. You realize, I'm having a good time. This is a really good day watching football. That no, was I where I was at right before kickoff of the Giant Cowboy game. I know the feeling well. I know when when you hit on all those things and it comes together, man, you just want to enjoy it. You have your friends around. You have your family right. around. You're living in the moment. We know it's been a stressful. I was living in the moment on Sunday no around doubt. that time. No doubt. So just for the record, everybody, Pumpkin, Southern Tier Pumpkin Beers is a, a beer from upstate New York that I really, that's my favorite pumpkin beer. And Mraz had it when he came over my house last weekend. And there, it's 8.7%, which... Just for reference, like a, a light beer is like around 5%, maybe, you know, 4.9, 5%. So it, it's a pretty significant step up from like your normal domestic light beer. So you, you, how many drinks would you say you had before kickoff of the Giants-Cowboys game? At so four? just the, the early slate, the early window of games. I'm, I'm not going to lie to you. I lost count. My guess would be I had a probably about eight pumpkins with cinnamon rims. Yeah, and so those are 8.7. So that's that's close to 12 beers, I would say, for any other beer. And that's In a be- three-hour window, yeah. And that's before Giants-Cowboys. Giants-Cowboys kicks off, and now the crowd that you're with is very engaged. You have Cowboys fans that live in your area yep. that are even part of your family. They'll come over to watch. The Giants have a lead and you admit at this point in time that you are leading the Let's Go Giants chance, which is where you lost your voice. And yes. if you were at 12 drinks going into the Dallas and Giants game, <laughs> my guess is that you had another four to six during the game. I was going to make the case for five. So you're right. You're right there. Because I did actually slow down the amount of drinks. Because, again, you're more engaged. You're yelling at the TV. You're slapping hands, that kind of deal. We have the touchdown music going on. And you got to remember, as Giant fans, we've had games where we scored nine points, six points. When the Giants get off to a 14-3 lead and they have a pick six, you know, things start to be like, oh, wait, we really got to enjoy this day because this may be the only time we feel like this all season. You know what I mean? So if we're at the equivalent of 12 regular beers by the time we get to the game and there's another five in there, you're at 17 beers. By the time that game wraps up, now once it wraps up, do you leave or are you hanging around for the pregame show of Sunday Night Football or watching the NBA Finals? So the NBA Finals had started, so that was on one of the TVs. But at this point, my wife needed to get the baby home because she had since come with Taylor and obviously walked into whatever was going on with me. You know, and Taylor watched the whole giant game with me. I had her up on the shoulders, but she needed to get home. The baby needed to go to bed, as you know. You know, we're right, we're past bedtime at that point. She's falling asleep. She's cranky. So I have my wife trying to get the baby to sleep and understand that I'm not in the right mind frame to get in the car. Haven't now she's asking me for help packing up diaper bags. So no, I didn't stay for the Sunday night game, but what happened was I was asked to do a lot of work in getting the baby home and I was in not really the best position to be doing that. 
So you've totaled at about 17 drinks. You have... And that White Claw, by the way. And we do shots after every giant touchdown. Okay. So 17 beers, a White Claw that you shotgunned, and the Giants scored three touchdowns and a field goal, right? I believe it was... Well, we did four shots, DA. So if it wasn't four touchdowns, we threw an extra one in there of proper 12. Okay. So that's 17 beers. A white claw, that's 18, plus wow, four haven't. shots, that's 22 drinks. Wow, I hadn't worked. This is amazing. We're working this through in real time. I hadn't done this math until exactly this moment. 22 drinks. Now, you steal a pie from your mom, you steal multiple well, cookies, and then you take a bottle of liquor from your dad's bar. Yes. Now, if I could just straighten out the pie story real quickly. The pie... We go back earlier in the day when Danielle's coworker come over. She had brought the pie to our house, you know, full-time apple pie. And then Danielle felt like we didn't need a whole pie in her house, so I'm going over there. Let's bring the pie there. But I knew she brought the pie, so I had already purchased vanilla ice cream at home for that pie. Danielle made a terrible error in not bringing the ice cream as well. So I, to me, I don't view that as stealing. I view that as taking what was mine to go back to the proper home where the ice cream was. I don't think that was theft. You have 22 drinks. You take what what forced you or what what moved you to steal your dad's bottle of liquor? So the it was proper 12, which I'm that's the Conor McGregor stuff that I'm not really I was never really big on. But we the shots tasted pretty good. I was feeling them. That's a whiskey, a whiskey. And I, I, I would be lying if I told you I wasn't exactly happy that I wasn't staying to watch the Sunday night game with two of the guys that were staying. Which was, in hindsight, the smart move there. I was in no position to be staying for the Sunday night game with work the next morning. And I guess it was like my you know, middle finger to my wife that my day's not over. I'm bringing the proper 12 with me. So you have now had 22 drinks. Danielle brings you home. You're a sloppy mess around Taylor. And then you crack into the whiskey. How much whiskey are you drinking? One glass on the rocks with a nice fat slice of apple pie and vanilla ice cream. While my wife has now locked me out of my own bedroom and said, you want to watch Viking Seahawks in the NBA Finals, you're in another room. So you steal the entire bottle of proper 12, but you only have one drink of it, thankfully. Right. Right. Only one drink. And I do know it ended up outside in the driveway. I don't remember how it got there. So my guess is up, my wife got it out of the house. I don't know. You end up the day with 23 drinks. Yeah, I did. I did. Mind you, while watching the NBA Finals, I had a pretty clear head for 23 drinks. I knew exactly what was going on in the NBA Finals. I knew exactly the 13-0 deficit the Seahawks were facing. Enough so that, you know, not going to lie, I might have had a live bet on the, on the Seahawks' money line at that time. Uh-huh. I, I, and I was able to crank out the topic list. So, I, you know, again, productive afternoon and evening. <laughs> and I would say it's probably more than that because when you had that final drink, of whiskey that wasn't just one shot you poured yourself i'm sure oh, it was on the was, rocks yeah it was it was a yeah, nice so glass on the rocks probably it was two a, or three drinks a lot of people call that a nightcap i was having a little bit of a nightcap uh-huh. but i do want to set the record straight on this podcast because my voice was raspy and everything i didn't wake up sunday thinking i have some kind of drinking problem and this is going to be a rough day it was just the stars align you know yeah, you've been to come on we've both been no there. absolutely I, stars I know the feeling well for the perfect day of football where I had no worry in the world, right? I didn't have a, I, I had a ride, so of course I could, you know, maybe let loose a little more. You know, the, the good atmosphere. You know, you've been stuck at home all this time. You know, I'm with the people I love. Everybody's in a, a good giant cowboy game. Like everything was how it should have been, 
And I just look. I needed. I needed a counter, right? I like. I needed the pitch counter up on the clock to know what was going on, <laughs> or at the worst, maybe mixing some water. There was no water mixed in, and I took one on the chin. I got to own it. So <clears throat> ends up being a huge day. You wake up, and I can just tell immediately the first words out of your oh. mouth. Your voice cracked. You were very phlegmy, and it sounded like you had been hoarse. That you had been, you know, yelling or drinking or both for many many hours and days i mean you were in you were in rough shape when you opened up that mic on uh, monday morning but you're, you're absolutely right but what fooled me da because and you could probably speak this your wife is not awake when we wake up for work so you tend to forget or at least i don't actually speak out loud until we speak in the morning right i have right. my mind is working my mind is fine i'm going through stories and everything in the morning but I'm actually not talking. So to me, I never even thought my voice was going to be shot because, to the surprise of even myself, I woke up without a single headache. Without, I actually was not hungover at all. And that was like five hours. I woke up fine. Like, I was totally fine, which I think was a win. I just never expected when I opened my mouth for my voice to be completely <laughs> absent, which you know when you do radio, you kind of need that. Well, so that was a big way to start things off. And then the Justin Stroker interview, yeah. you know, was even more so. What do you think the reaction is going to be in your community amongst your high school friends and your Facebook uh, group? What do you think is going to be the, the reaction here? You know, my fear and what I think is likely is I think there could have been, and to no fault of his own, People, I guess, will talk about me because they see the videos pop up. Like, oh, remember this fat guy from high school? Look, he's pretty funny now. People may have forgotten, unless you're really close to them, a Justin Stroker. His, because as you heard there, that personality I heard is why people charmed to him and loved him in high school. I also had completely forgot he won uh, Prom King as well, oh, which wow. was kind of a major upset because he wasn't a football player or something like that. Mm. So there might have been those people who forgot a Justin Stroker's personality. And I think if you kind of heard the world's clashing, and I really do believe there were plenty of people in West Babylon today, you probably walked away going, wow, Justin Stroker's a really funny guy, a good personality, and probably only thought less of me after <laughs> So my guess would be the name Justin Stroker is now up in lights where I'm kind of looked at when you hear the way he performed and spoke to you, well, look what look how Justin sounded on that show. I mean, why are we giving Mraz all this credit? Yeah. He's kind of a nothing compared to Justin. In other words, well, anybody could have done what Sean did. Who cares? Look, obviously Justin does it better than him already. That's where I think the storylines are going to go in the Babylon B, if you will. <laughs> well, the funny thing is that I know when we do these types of segments on your show, they will resonate in your community. If I did anything about my high school, nobody would care. I could post it everywhere. It could be played everywhere. Nobody would care. But for right. you, that's what I mean by West Babylon having created the Mraz creature is that things about West Babylon really matter in West Babylon. And oh, they do, yes. It's, it, it takes on a life of its own. It's true. It, it's almost like people from West Babylon, Long Island, don't understand that they're not Calabasas where the Kardashians are. They're just a small little town with a couple supermarkets where people think they're really important and they're not. And then they go to Wikipedia and realize it's only Geraldo, me, and some chef that's from the town. And you understand <laughs> that really it's a bunch of nobodies that think they're somebodies.
I mean, what's been the fallout surrounding your evil twin, Sean Forash, that that we've talked about for the last week? Well, his his celebrity now has only boomed. I think we gave a platform last week where now more people are aware of him. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there were like two more rallies this week where this guy's picture now is blasted all over Newsday, the Long Island newspaper. He's all over the place. Like, he has become like the face of something, and I think that... <laughs> Probably to a detriment, <laughs> we gave an avenue and pumped that up where now more media outlets feel like, oh, well, if they're talking about it on the DA show, obviously he's a big deal. And he is now – I'm not lying. I hope this all passes after the election cycle. I would say that there, I officially, within the course of 10 days, more people on Long Island know Sean Forrest than do Sean Morant. <laughs> well – And that was never the intention here. If people think that you're not listed on West Babylon's Wikipedia page and it's just a joke, no, you actually are. That this is one of the and great, I didn't do that. This is one of the greatest bizarre plot twists as well. If you go to notable people under West Babylon, New York, Jovan Belcher is there. He yes. was the linebacker for the Kansas City Chiefs that tragically committed suicide and uh, also shot his girlfriend of the. At the time, in the Chiefs' parking lot, that was a a devastating turn of events. Part of my graduating class, as a matter of fact, yes. Dan Deacon, who's an electronic musician. (laughs) Harold Dieterle, winner of Bravo's Top Chef Season 1. That's a big one. He won Season 1. Oh, that's a big one. Billy Koch, who used to be a Major League Baseball pitcher and a very good one. Yes. Geraldo Rivera. And then... All all of their bios are like three words. And then yours is Sean Mraz Morash, producer of the DA show on CBS Sports Radio. It should end there. It goes on to say, former host of the Pork Store on CBS Sports Radio. Oh, somebody hijacked Former this. board op for WFAN in New York. First sandwich artist for Subway to put bacon on a chicken teriyaki oh, sandwich. No. Despite his personal opinion, has no relation or connection to Sean Farish. Notwithstanding, Mraz has many, many fans, including a very handsome daredevil and former Michigan star Rob in the 321. So our listeners have completely just kept adding on sentences on Wikipedia. <laughs> Also, in in another ironic twist, your your paranoia about Sean Forash is now once again compromising your own celebrity. He is attached to your Wikipedia definition. Oh, you're right. See, he's not even on that notable because nobody can find where he is. But people are only going to know about him by looking at me. Exactly. See, that's all part of the long play I talked about since eighth grade. So I don't know who did this. I don't know why they did this, but it is a thing on Wikipedia, and it's it's terrifying. So I only imagine that by, like, 5 o'clock tomorrow, Justin Stroker will have his own entry on the Wikipedia page. <laughs> Winner of most likely to be a talk show host, didn't do it for a resume builder, now an administrator for a hospital. <laughs> Had one infamous appearance on network radio in October of 2020. I do have to say real quickly, not to close the door on Stroker completely, 
There's no way he had forgotten he won most likely to be a talk show host. I, don't, I refuse to believe that. You win a senior superlative, you don't remember that until somebody brings it up 15 years later. I'm sorry. I can't buy that. I, I refuse to believe that he didn't remember that. You know, it, it, you're probably right. I think if you win a senior superlative, it happens at a very significant time in your life. You're being remembered for something as you head off into graduation, away from all these people. So that kind of does seem to be the type of thing that you would remember. However... If he went in a totally different career direction and he had no passion for actually doing that, then, you know, I guess it's possible. But, D.A., here's here's the problem. You know what? I have a smoking gun here. Okay. He says he forgot, but he remembers exactly who the female winner was of the same category. Mm, okay. He did mention her name. Now, I guess the argument could be made, did he go back in the yearbook after this all got brought up and that's where he saw it? I guess. He seemed to know a little too much about it for somebody who claims he only just remembered. (laughs) What I wanted to ask you that I never got to is that one of your friends took a a picture of the page where this this exists. And and sure enough, there is Justin Stroker and Nikki Demenza, (laughs) most likely to be a talk show host. There's also Josh Lewis and Darlene Zaporta for nicest hair. I believe that was Josh Litwa, not Josh Lewis. <laughs> okay, that's Josh Litwa. Okay. It looks like Mike Flood. Is that Floody Ice? That is Floody Ice. And Karen Par- Partle won Hottest Ride, so that's like coolest car. Yes. Okay, that makes sense. Floody's still driving that car, too. Looks like Tom Miller and Kayla Arena. Got class flirts. Interesting, because Kayla Reno also tried to get me involved in a pyramid scheme many years ago. As well, <laughs> oh, so wow. The flirting almost worked. Wow. Alex Racine or Racine and JB, JB Salvati won cutest couple. Yes, yes. Uh, he ended up cheating on her with an uh, employee at Bed Bath & Beyond. That broke that up. <laughs> okay. And then finally, the one that I, I'm, I'm confused by. Samantha Hart and Chris Weavers are so dazed and confused, they never know what's going on, and the two of them are just looking up into the air. Yeah, that is that is an interesting one. I also don't understand what the heck that even means. Like, I was going to say, you, is that like a joke, like they were burnouts? I guess they were, and I could tell you just two caveats on that because maybe we only care about this. Sam Hart ended up becoming one of the Islanders – Ice Girls, and also Atina Schwartz. She was a New York Dragons cheerleader while Schwartz, Schwartz is the radio voice. So she ended up going on to pretty big things. She now has a couple of kids. I can honestly tell you, because I went into this when I looked through the superlatives people sending this, there is no record of Chris Weaver's existing. It's kind of like that kid in Sandlot where you realize when they go, well, he got lost in the 60s and they never heard from him again at the end. Nobody has seen or heard from a Chris Weaver's. He has no social media ties and nobody seems to know who's friends with him or where he went. You know, I tend to respect people like that. Go off the grid. Everybody is on Facebook. When they zig, you zag. Right. But but to, like even like people that were friends in my high school going, well, we haven't heard from him in 10 years. Nobody knows where he is. Isn't that interesting? I always think about people like that where what type of relationship or friendships or, or experiences you have to have in high school to where when you leave, you cut bait with everybody. everybody. You don't tell them where you're going. You don't care. You don't want to reconnect. You don't want to even shove it in their face. I mean, so many of us graduate high school and you want to be successful just to prove it to, you know, your 
your classmates. And so you post all this stuff on social media and you post your pictures of your babies and your weddings and your house and all this stuff, you know, just to basically like rub it in. If you feel like you're doing well or you're being competitive or whatever. And I love the people that just go like, I care so little about you. I don't even want you to know where I live. It's remarkable. I could never, I, you know me, I could never do that because I can't go a day without anybody even knowing where I am, let alone the rest of my life without knowing where I live or mm-hmm. what I do. But yeah, I mean, you build a whole life for 18 years and, and there's not even a shred of a tie to anything in your past. I, I don't know how you do that, well, especially have, in today's day and age. You must have really hated high school. Yeah, well, or he was really dazed and confused and he ended up in a bad situation. <laughs> Somebody's got to check on him. It was interesting also that you, you had noted we just went over best hair and uh, you had also updated us that uh, the winner of best hair had recently posted an Instagram hashtag world breastfeeding week yes. and uh, of her breastfeeding. So, yes. So, yeah, her hair is still fine, but very big. She's a big breastfeed movement person. So that uh, that's <laughs> where her energy has been put in since there. So, again, most likely to be a breastfeeding spokeswoman not a senior superlative maybe she would have won that it was all about the hair for her back then <laughs> how stupid a senior superlatives that's really the lesson of the da show on tuesday oh they're so stupid I, and and that's why i like the poll question like did you find them accurate your the senior superlatives or wildly off the mark i mean for most of ours it was wildly off the mark you know most likely to be successful most likely to be famous most likely to i don't know like yeah, the couple that's going to get married. I mean, none of it comes true. None of it no. comes true. So it's so stupid that there's any like um, any weight put behind it, any credibility when you actually do it. But I guess it's a fun thing. Like everybody loves them, so I guess you should do them. You think Chris Weavers, who cut ties, sits back and remembers that he won that award today? Oh, if he, well, so it could go one of two ways for Chris Weaver. Either number one, he hated high school so much. And he was he is resentful that he was labeled a burnout, that he cut bait with all you guys and and will never forget being, you know, painted as the burnout and it burns him up. Or number two, he cut ties with you because you matter so little that he does not remember one thing from his high school days, couldn't won't remember your names. I mean, you doesn't even want to be tracked down, doesn't just has no bond and has no idea that you, he was even in a yearbook. I'm going to go with choice two, would be my guess, based on everything we know now, that could care less, doesn't remember anybody, and that part of his life never happened. (laughs) If you've seen Chris Weavers anywhere in the country, please have us contact us at 855-212-4227. Contact uh, Justin Stroker. He appears to be the most responsible out of all the graduates of the (laughs) 2005 West Babylon class. All right, well, I hope Nancy's not too mad at you for stealing all of her food and beer um, or the bottle of booze from your dad we're gonna make good da we're gonna make good we got a we got a big sunday coming up where i'm gonna be nothing but purified water so there's plenty of room to rebound and get your life back on track always remember that okay all right here comes side b another award-winning episode of swing and a miss which we were all excited about because now it has a production piece Welcome to Side B of the PGP. This is Mraz, the host of Side B, the executive producer of the DA Show. And Andrew Bogish is with us. Bogey, hello. How are you? Good evening, morning, afternoon. Doesn't really matter what it is because wherever you're listening, it's 5 o'clock somewhere. How are you? 
Yeah, and on that note, I'm going to chug a quick uh, hard seltzer so I can get in a good same mental space as you, and away we go. Yeah, you know, we just went over this in Side A, and now you're making the hard seltzer reference. You guys on the show are making it out to be like I'm the first person in the world to ever have one too many drinks on a Sunday. I mean, you've all known me a long time. I'm not some sloppy mess. So what? I had a good Sunday. Suddenly that makes me some kind of enemy? Well, so I guess it depends on what your definition of a sloppy mess is because I would deem you a sloppy mess for stealing things from your parents' house, putting a pie in a backpack, putting cookies in your pants pocket, then forgetting that they're there – and have those pants go through the laundry, and also, too, stealing a bottle of, I believe, whiskey, and then leaving the whiskey in your driveway overnight. That's that's a hot mess to me. So I, I think the problem here, that what you're missing is you th- see things one way, we see them another slash real way, because this began, don't forget, with that video of you chugging, you know, shotgunning this seltzer, the... Sean out of the background and then us making jokes about maybe you being buzzed doing the topic list and you go, oh, no, 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 it was just that. My voice is hoarse from cheering on the Cowboys, no big deal. And then the next day you're telling us that your mom was making a judgmental phone call because you were so hammered that you stole things from them. So we would give you less crap if you didn't walk into it so easily over and over again. And it was funny because before the show on Monday, for those listeners, there in our G chat where we kind of gather in the group meeting, Bogish and DA basically start off the day with going, is Mraz even going to be okay today? And being how I obviously wasn't with you guys, I was at Bob's bar, my immediate reaction was, wait a minute, did I text them something last night? How did they even know I had any <laughs> drinks last night? Like, I actually had this like pit of my stomach, my quickly time, I'm like, I'm fine, guys, I'm good to go. And I, I was fine because I didn't wake up with a headache or anything, but... You guys writing that, I, you had to see me scramble to my phone. I'm like, did I text them something I shouldn't have texted them? Like, what exactly did happen after the Giants lost on Sunday? Because, as I said, for me to drink on a Sunday is very, very rare. It was the, it was the perfect stars aligning, but nonetheless. Now, forget that for a second. Your overall feeling on how the Justin Stroker <laughs> interview went on Tuesday's show, the person who won most likely to host a talk show with my high school graduating class and was not me. I mean, I, I thought it was amazing. I thought he was just great on the air. I could, I, you know, made the joke of I would have voted for him back in 2005. But, like, the concern always is when you put on somebody who's not used to being on the air that it can just, it can get ruined. Like, I was listening to our friends Moose and Maggie on WFAN on Monday afternoon. They put a doctor on to talk about Dak Prescott real quick. And, like, he just wasn't used to being on the air. So, like, it just, it throws everything off. But Justin was ready to go right from jump, and he he delivered. I mean, and, and and I couldn't have written the line any better for him than for him to say that he had forgotten that he had even won this until you brought it up to him while it's been your driving force for 15 years. It was out of his head in 15 minutes, and to see you sit back in disgust on our, our Zoom meeting was um, was pretty close to perfect. Yeah, and frankly, I still don't believe that that's the case. I believe he absolutely remembered, but <laughs> that's neither here nor there. All right, well, Bogues, look, that's enough of that. We have a very important swing or a miss this week because I think, and I don't know where you stand on any of this, we have I arguably DA's best, wittiest, funniest headline to date, which I think we'll end with. But nonetheless, it is another edition of Swing or a Miss. Were DA's headlines clever or corny? Swing and a miss. It's swing or a miss. Mraz's bright idea only on the PGP. 
Ah, the production is flowing here, Bogus. So, I have emailed these to you, how this works every week if we play the game. These are the headlines that were featured on Twitch. Twitch.tv slash CBS Sports Radio. WatchDA.com. All the graphics that look like TV graphics, because they are, these are all written by DA. And we have to, at the end of the week, grade them. How did DA do? How many were awful? How many were good? Also, they are your headlines for the podcast more often than not. So, I... I don't know. Bogus might disagree on the ones I've labeled misses, the ones that I've labeled swings. I want to go straight order here today, Bogus, because I want to go top to bottom the way we led here. And I'm going to go right off the bat with Tuesday's show. So that would be today, the day we are taping this. Are the Rays saving America? The headline, Trop Music. Big miss for me. What the heck does Trop Music even mean? I know he's going for Tropicana Field, but where does the music play in? I don't know what he's trying to say here. It's not even funny. To me, I'm going to, as I said, end with what I think is the biggest swing. I think it's actually the biggest miss of the week. What the heck's Trop music, folks? So there's, I think, and I hate to speak for him, but I think this is actually a play on trap music. Now, Trop comes into play because Trop I kind of feel, but trap music, and I just pulled it up to make sure, um, according to Wikipedia, is a subgenre of of hip-hop music that originated in the southern United States during the early 1990s. Now, that took me a second to get there. Right. It took me a second to get there after seeing the headline from DA and then seeing your email. So I think that's where he's going. But even half knowing where he was going, it's, it's just too big of a stretch. I mean, this is definitely a miss because... I think more people are going to be like you and go, what What does this even mean? And even if it's like me and you may have a, a quick little connection of what he's trying to get out of this, um, it just it doesn't work in any in any fashion. Yeah, and if that's what he was going with, trap music, then he needs to understand the audience. I, I would venture guess most of the audience doesn't know what that is, unless I am that stupid. I would go here, Bogus, because he does like us when we have a miss to give us something for St. Pete's sake. Okay. I like that. That's certainly better than trap music. That's well done. Thank you. All right. So that is a miss. The pitch. Swing and a miss, and he went down to his knees swinging at that pitch. All right. Number two, we go to Monday's show. This one I really have a problem with for multiple reasons. This was the segment where LeBron James now has won the NBA Finals. So think about this. This is off of football Sunday, the whole weird year. LeBron wins the title. All right. The morning after he wins the title. The question, where does this ring rank for LeBron? A perfectly worthy conversation to have on sports radio. DA's headline, James Jewelry? Is that even a real jewelry store outside of maybe a small place in some small town that we don't know about? Miss for me, Bogus. And here's another reason it's a miss. Everybody kind of saw this coming, right? Like, this conversation about where this ring ranks for LeBron, where it would rank, I mean, it's kind of like a generic conversation that you saw coming two months ago to have. So to know that we would eventually have this talk and the headline to be James Jewelry, I think makes it worse than it probably it is, e- it is even on the surface because it's not as if it's a, it's a topic that comes up that morning and you go, okay, I need to come up with something quick. It's a topic we all probably could have saw coming, you know? Yeah, this seems like just the easy way out with some alliteration. Uh, James Jewelry, let's put this down and, and, and move on. Now, that being said, do I have a better one to make DA happy? No, I don't, but I wouldn't have settled on – I feel confident in saying that James Jewelry would have never made it off of my, like, little scratch sheet as I was kind of oh. jotting down ideas. Like, that one would have died in consideration. 
Well, see, to me, because LeBron now has won a ring for three different teams, the easy fix here is where does this title rank for LeBron and Lord of the Rings as the headline? Okay, that's not bad, except, though, that he, the, my, my immediate response is Jordan's got more. So he's not the Lord of the Rings, unless you want to put, like, a question mark at the end of there to, like, really to, to okay. actually bring on the conversation. But even that one, to me, is not a perfect fit. Okay. All right. So not James and the Giant Reach? <laughs> no, not that one either. Okay. All right. So you didn't like either of mine. Maybe we don't have a good one, but I think James Jewelry, big time miss. The pitch. Swing and a miss, and he went down to his knees swinging at that pitch. All right. Number three one I want to go with. We all have made plenty of Bill O'Brien jokes. Bill O'Brien last week was defended on by Tom Brady. Tom Brady defended Bill O'Brien his former assistant as well, coach in New England. The question was, is Brady being honest about O'Brien? The headline, lead with the chin. This is a miss for me, Bogish. We have made so many good butt-chin puns that (laughs) with a Brady-O'Brien lead with the chin? How about butt-chin kisser or something like that? I I don't know. There has to be a better way to go than lead with the chin. Miss for me, Bogues. Butt chin kisser's not terrible. I didn't. I'm not, I'm not bothered by lead with the chin. Is it a swing? Is it a positive? Maybe not. But I don't know that it's a miss, especially in line with James Jewelry and Trop music. Um, maybe I would have tried to figure out a way to do like, you know, he, Bill O'Brien often is B.O.B. Maybe do like some kind of B.Y.O.B. kind of play off of oh, that. Oh, wait, like, wait, wait, bring wait. Your how own about, O'Brien. How about this one? I'm thinking of this on the fly. Right? So the question is, Brady being honest about O'Brien, you would think he's kind of protecting Bill O'Brien. How about chin guard? Oh, yeah, that's it. That's the one. Instead of shin guard, chin guard. Yes. Oh, you know, I know where it was coming from. That one's good. I like that one. Much better than lead with the chin. All right, folks. Sorry to interrupt. So that's three misses in a row. The pitch. Swing and a miss, and he went down to his knees swinging at that pitch. Oh, so now... DA's in a sweating panic as he listens to this. Maybe the Bourbon Bell's got a plane on the smart speaker right now with Rosie the Cat going, DA, they're going to give you any credit this week? We save the best for last. Don't worry. We have two swings. At least for me, Bogus could disagree. I'm going to go to Friday's show. How can we explain Foles' career? I love this question off of that Thursday night game. His headline, I loved even more. Little ain't Nick. Bogus, give me something. This one's perfect. It's great. This one's perfect. I, this one is, it's genius. Um, you could even sing little, sing. you could do all, I mean, there's just so much you could do with this. Yes. This one, um, this is an all. this is another one that's might stand the test of time. Like that's a hard one to to break, to beat little ain't Nick. I mean, it's just, it sums up the entire thing. It's a great reference. Everybody gets it. No doubt on that one. Little ain't Nick is a big swing. The pitch. Swing and a miss, and he went down to his knees swinging at that pitch. And now what I think, D.A. knew when he typed this following one. He, I don't think we get this headline without us doing the segment swing or a miss. Put it this way. If we didn't put D.A. on high alert, I don't think he gets this creative with this following swing for me. And this is from Wednesday's show on the Bills. Is Allen about to dominate the AFC East? The headline, Josh Hashanah. Like a playoff of Rosh Hashanah, the new year for the Jewish faith, the new year here in the AFC East, Josh Hashanah. It sounds good. It's fun to say. I think this is the ultimate hit. It's a bat flip. He's staring at you. He wants you to bean him at your next at bat. <laughs> I love it, folks. 
I see him at his desk, however he types up these these things, and as he hits that the H for the last time at the end of, of Josh Hashanah, it's a real emphatic smack of that H, and then he spins around in his chair, <laughs> really proud of himself. Now, he's looking for somebody to give immediate like confirmation of the genius. I don't know if Rosie the Cat is physically capable of that. I'm assuming the Bourbon Bell might already be in bed on a, on, you know, on a weeknight. She's not there during these brainstorming sessions. So he might not have gotten that, um, that immediate feedback he was looking for, but he knew what he had done with that title. That all being said, my one slight, and this happened live in the moment when it came into the inbox, me being easily the most PC of the group, had a quick just like, is that acceptable? Mm. And it is because it's a, and it because it fits through the whole the it whole is. narrative of the bills and it is a new year it's a celebratory thing it fits in fine I don't think that anyone would ever have a problem with that I like it's so this one is all about creativity all about the genius that was Josh Ashana yes I now if you wanted to give another one if you wanted to stay away from that I could have gone Allen wrench like you're throwing a wrench in the AFC East but maybe that's Another one for down the line. I thought it was perfect. I think it was a bad flip, and I think it's the perfect way to end the PGP, folks. The pitch. Swing and a miss, and he went down to his knees swinging at that pitch. Yeah, so we go to have more seltzers now? Is that the plan? Can we? Can I? No, get no, no, no. It's a week no? of cleanse. It's a week, ironically, it's a whole is week. Is it? It's a week of cleanse for me. Not, not enough, I mean, I'm going to eat healthy, but I'm talking about liquid-wise. It's a, it's a week of cleanse. None of that for me. And I just need to chill out, get my voice back, and get get regurgitated here. Uh, or so wait, you have you have Monday night football, Tuesday night football, playoff baseball every night. Yep. And you are not going to have one adult beverage until Sunday. Not uh, well. Alabama okay. Georgia Saturday night could change things, but not no, gotcha. not until not until then at least. Not until okay. then. Take my weeknights. A lot of green tea, a lot of water, and a lot of just, you know, you get the body. Your body feels right. Your mind feels right. That's the way I say, Bogues. Yeah, no, you've been saying that forever, too, and you live by that credo. So it's, it's important to practice what you preach. So I'm glad to hear that you're taking these next five days off. Thank you. Thank you for understanding. You can follow Andrew Bogus in that wittiness uh, at whatever handle he's got there. At Andrew Bogish. Yeah, he's slow to the punch there. Uh, you can follow me at Twitter and Instagram, at MorassCBS. <laughs> Remember, guys, I'm again running out of ideas, so if you have any football votes of the week, please tweet them at me, at MorassCBS. It's M-R-A-Z-C-B-S. And with that— And on that note, too, I'm lazy, so if you feel like you, you find a stun to a news, send one my way, too. We could always have a couple extra in the bank to get, to get us through the week. Yeah, and if you want to help Pete out at all in the morning so he doesn't complain about all the work he has, you can follow him on Twitter, at Pete the <laughs> And send him some. What would you have to do though? Drive to New York and work in the studio for him? Exactly. You'd have to be Connor Green. Everybody. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network, from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.